Hello, and thanks for listening to Behind the Brand, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of some of Australia's most exciting small business success stories. I'm your host, Jen LA, a serial entrepreneur who loves talking all things small business. Each week, I'll sit down with an incredible founder and ask them to share it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly, on my mission to find out exactly what it takes to run a successful small business. From startups to scale-ups and international success stories, you'll hear it all right here on Behind the Brand. If you love what you're hearing and want more, find me on Instagram and TikTok at behindthebrand.podcast. Of course, sharing the good vibes is always appreciated. Share this episode on your stories or leave a podcast review. A little bit of love goes a long, long way. But for now, sit back, relax and enjoy while I take you behind the brand. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday and welcome to this week's episode of Behind the Brand. Now, the last two weeks, I have brought you discussions with brands that have been around for over a decade, two decades. And today, I am bringing you an interview with a brand that just launched in 2019, but has already proven themselves to be an absolute success story. And that is Bangin' Body. So, Bangin' Body was started in 2019 by today's amazing guest, Priscilla Hagiantoni. Priscilla started with her one product, the Little Yellow Tube of Goodness and has since launched a full range, including body care, skin care, and the most amazing shower scrub I have ever used. I'm going to put that on record. It is absolutely beautiful. So we talk about what it's like to be such a young brand and already hitting milestones like $8 million turnover in the first two years. That figure blows my mind. Outgrowing warehouses, growing a team, making it through COVID, and ending up on the Forbes 30 under 30 list that was announced earlier this year. Priscilla is so warm and open in sharing her story, and I couldn't be more grateful for her time. I really know you are going to love this episode, so let's jump straight into it. Priscilla, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. I'm this super is, excited. This is so cool. So I've just walked into your office and it is so aesthetically pleasing. It Aww. is beautiful. This is like my dream office. Thank you so much. Well, I definitely love to have an environment that's quite calming and yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, visually beautiful that we can all feel really happy to be within and inspired. So it's a bit of me everywhere, but also I know my team really relates to the style and aesthetic, which is great. But it's funny because I never really had a flair for interiors. And yeah. then when I started decking out office spaces, I kind of just fell in love with it. And yeah, it's like a little part of the extra creative that I have within myself that oh, I share. Oh, it's I'm sitting in like the nicest chair. What's is it called? Boog? How do you say it? Boog? Boogle? Boogle? I think Boogle. 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 Those huggy kind of type um, chairs, yeah. but not so fluffy. Oh, someone yeah. tell me how to say it because I'm just rubbing <laughs> it while I'm sitting here. This is it's so beautiful. Thank now, you. before we get into your journey and how it ended up in an office and all of that, tell me about yourself and your brand. 
So I guess for myself, um, starting Bang & Body has been a journey of its own, which is really amazing. So we actually are turning three next month. Um, So we started in 2019 in a world that we didn't know that was coming with COVID. So it was just Just before before COVID. COVID. And it was quite surreal, to be honest. Like, I guess, you know, going into something new and something that was so close to my heart. Um, I struggled with my skin for many, many, many years before I started Bang & Body and And I couldn't find a simple solution that was effective enough for long term that I could trust Um, and also that had natural properties and that was sustainable Mm. and close to my beliefs. So I guess the beginnings of Bangin' and who we are today, um, we're all about innovation. We're a multifaceted brand Mm. that, you know, you can use the products in many different ways, um, really value for money, but also also optimal results, Um, heroing Australian native extracts and Australian locally sourced ingredients and ensuring that the brand through and through from the packaging to all of our formulations is all ethical and sustainably sourced. It's amazing. And I didn't, I think I didn't realise till I started like really researching into your story to do this interview, I didn't realise you were only three years old. Like you have such great brand awareness and I guess like brand equity. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think that you're only three years old. So congratulations. And we're going to talk about how we got there guys. We're not going to skip over that. Don't worry. So 2019, early 2019, was it? 2019, March. March. Okay. So yeah, pre-COVID. Yes. Tell me, so before you started, let's go a year earlier. Tell me about 2018 Priscilla. What was she like? Yeah, so wow. I look back. So I was in a nine to five um, per se. I was actually in business management. Okay. And prior to that, I was in business finance. So Mm -hmm. um, I guess I've always kind of been in that business scope. Um, But yeah, more corporate, nine to five. Um, I guess working my way up the ladder was something that it was instilled in me from when I was young. And like you leave high school, you go straight into uni and it's like get a job and you just, you know, your trajectory is just going up the ranks and doing the best that you can do within your current role and then obviously your future roles. Um, Even though I was doing such great work, I just never really truly felt fulfilled. I just felt my creative side was never getting a chance to shine and my Mm. analytical side was was flourishing, but I needed both and I just felt that, yeah, I would come home and I'd be like, wow, I've got so much work done today, but I just feel just not satisfied or fulfilled in what I was doing. And um, I stuck at it though. I was doing it for many years and during that time was when my – I guess the stress and hormones and everything else that comes with it um, really kind of interrupted my skin. So I had quite Mm -hmm. bad skin in my late teens and then I tried to get on top of it. My mum was a real natural, like a pioneer for natural skincare Mm. and really kind of protecting your well-being and focusing on, you know, harnessing beautiful natural ingredients. And so she really tried helping me with my skin because she had hair and beauty salons. So I was always exposed to that space in a natural way. But I guess for myself, um, yeah, mum always tried to support me and kind of find solutions for my skin. And even though the natural ingredients were great, I just felt my skin was constantly being overwhelmed. There was just too many ingredients on yep. my skin and not enough time to break them down. Mm-hmm. So my skin was having a constant reverse reaction all the time. Yeah. Um, and Therefore, sensitivities happened with my skin. The oil production increased because there was more things on my skin. And I started to kind of really listen and take a big interest from learning about what I would put on my skin and the reaction it would have. And I kind of just studied that for a very long time. And I just remember 
going into my corporate life, um, it just got worse yeah. and I would cry to my mom and be like, mm-hmm. mom, it's not working. Like I know the natural elements are great, but why isn't it, you know, completely fixing my skin or mm-hmm. even giving me hope? And for many years prior to, I guess, my mom really helping, literally I was like vulnerable to beauty brands, like pretty much take my money if you yeah. can cure my skin because mm-hmm. I was just mm-hmm. so vulnerable that what was on the inside of who I am wasn't being reflected on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so during that time, I feel like, you know, with all these marketing tactics, you know, people try to push these products onto you and you kind of fall into the traps of yeah. hope and then defeat when it doesn't work. So for me, creating Bang & Body and where my mom kind of really pushed me, she was like, Priscilla, you know, you're so particular what you put on your skin. You're very well educated. You're mm-hmm. very business driven. Like maybe this is like your job is a stepping stone to your true calling of helping yourself and others. And that kind of was really the first time that I sparked the idea of, yeah. okay, maybe maybe I can do something if I haven't found it, but I know what works on my skin and what doesn't. Maybe that's a good stepping stone to kind of putting it out there of what could be. And so for a good, I think maybe almost a year, the commute to and from work was about two hours. So I would sit there on the train and I would mind map and I would – put it out there of if I was to create a brand, what it would look like. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it to add to the saturation of the industry. I wanted to simplify it. You know, what would be the benefits? Who would be my target audience? Like I really kind of just immerse myself in the planning. Yeah. And that's how I could rationalize as well. If I was to do something, what what would it look like? Um, And so I think from there, after a year of, I guess, you know, conceptualizing this business plan, um, it was at that time where me and my fiance were ready to buy a house and start our lives yeah. and, you know, be adulting. Yeah. And, um, I kind of just said to him, I know we've been, you know, saving for four years, um, but I have this idea that I really feel it could add good into this industry and also help with my skin. And Jake's been with me since I was 14. So he's been on my skin journey yeah. with me. So. He just kind of looked at me and was like, no, I believe in you. Like, I think you have a greater purpose here and the house will come. So let's let's just go for it. And that was kind of the real starting point of, you know, researching further into the type of products I would want to do, the ingredients, manufacturers, like the whole process. And then from there it was a two and a half year, I guess, journey from conceptualization to launch. Wow. Um, and I guess now here we are three years later in the world, but there was a lot of planning, many, many years of planning and, you know, conceptualizing a brand that doesn't exist. And I truly believe to this day, we stand on our own and we're quite unique in the industry and we're not wanting to be like anybody else. Mm. Our focus is our customers and providing them with true solutions that are purposeful and you know, make them feel their their best selves. And I think for myself, I was a true guinea pig of Bang & Body. So my yeah. skin was at its worst and I pretty much said to my manufacturing team and skin chemists, I was like, I need you guys to know if these products aren't suitable for my skin and aren't going to help my skin, then I'm not going to put them in the world. Like yeah. I am the true customer. Mm-hmm. And I guess from there, that's why it took two and a half years because I was – very particular and at the time actually the product um, was mainly for your body but we used facial grade ingredients so I knew that if I was using it on my face it would 
be good for the masses, mm-hmm. especially for the body, but then also for the face. Yeah. And it wasn't until we had launched that people were actually looking at the ingredients, seeing how pure they were and how amazing they were. And they're like, oh, you know, can I apply it to the face? And I was saying I was, and these were my results. And so they started using it on their face and their body and the results were just insane. So the before and afters that came through, it was just like wildfire. Like I just didn't even know what happened. There was submissions every day, people saying, thank you for helping my skin. I was suffering for five years and now I'm finally free, um, you know, of my acne or my eczema or whatever it mm. may be. And that's when I really knew that the two and a half years of me putting all of myself, all of my money, all of my time into something was genuinely helping people. Yeah. And that truly made me happy above everything else. That was the reason why I was doing it. And for the first time, it gave me true fulfillment because I hadn't experienced that in my other jobs. So this wasn't a job. This was, and as I say now, it's a lifestyle. Like I live and breathe Bang & Body and I'm very blessed that my team do as well. And we've become very good listeners and we listen very closely to our customers' needs and provide the best solutions for them. Isn't that interesting that the time, so you've been like on market, on market, oh my god, on counter in market. I kind of merged those together right. for about three years, mm-hmm. and then it was almost three years of R and D and getting the brand ready. So this must feel like you've been doing it forever, right? I have. Like I guess my staff, so my longest staff member, because I guess for the first year of Bang and Body, I did it all on my own. Yeah. So I had no help, um, and. It was quite quite crazy of me to think that that was sustainable, but um, there's a bit of a story behind that as well. So I guess, yeah, first year I was doing all on my own, everything from customer care to stock replenishment, social media, marketing, like literally everything. And then um, it got to a point where I was like, well, my partner was like, Priscilla, this isn't sustainable. In order to grow, you need to trust in others to help. And then my beautiful Georgia came from the heavens above. (laughs) I didn't put out an ad. She just came to me and it was like match made in heaven. And so for me, you know, she's only been in the business two years and her passion and her love and her desire for what she gives every day like it re- it resembles my passion yep. and that's so beautiful considering I have been doing this for six and a half years and, yeah. you know, I guess my staff members are still relatively new but I guess the beauty of it is they were a customer or had an interaction with the brand beforehand mm-hmm. so that's really beautiful as well. I remember a specific time of like going to Australia Post to Greensboro Plaza with a shopping trolley full of satchels and dropping them off and walking back to my car and then my Shopify thing went off and I started crying. I was like, no more. I can't pack any more orders. Were you just at that capacity where you're like, I am probably going to have a breakdown if I don't bring someone on to help me out? Yeah. So pretty much from the get go, because I built a community well Mm -hmm. before we launched during those two, three years. On social media. On social media. So as soon as I love the brand name mm-hmm. I was like I need to see if it's available on Instagram yeah if it's not then you got to change it it's yeah. like one of those things so it was available and from that moment I just started posting motivational inspirational like imagery and quotes and mm-hmm. just building a community of who could be our potential customers mm-hmm. and yeah so that was like two and a half years of just pretty much creating like a brand that didn't have any product, but I was building a community for mm-hmm. the product that was to come. To launch too. Yeah. And Clever. so that was like the best thing I could have done because by the time we had launched, we had 
an abundance of emails that I had in my database. I had maybe, I think, 50,000 followers. We had a really engaged community. And back then, Instagram was the hot topic, where now it's TikTok. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I guess we really maximized on that. And then... Um, yeah, so then I guess I launched and from the get-go, it was amazing. We were seeing orders come in and at this point we didn't do any digital marketing. It was literally just word of mouth from the customers that were buying. I was gifting to micro-influencers mm-hmm, at the time, mm-hmm. friends of family, family of like friends and then, you know, people I didn't even know but mm. knew of of people and anyone I could get the product um, in their hands, like I would just do it because for me – it's all about authenticity and a genuine love for the product. Yeah. And I knew if I could just get people to try it, that hopefully there would be a positive result and then they would share with their friends and family. So that's pretty much what happened. It was just insane. And then two months after we had launched, we were announcing the Daily Mail and it was a full three, four-page article spread of like me and like the before and after photos yeah. and the product. And I read it. <laughs> all of the reviews and that was insane. Like yeah. I was only two months old. I had already pretty much gone through my first run of orders mm-hmm. and another order run was coming from my manufacturer in a couple of days. And we had literally, I think it was, we made almost 1,500 orders in two days and it was literally just me. Like I had no one else to help me pack them. Mm. And I was just so grateful that I had the most supportive people around me including my manufacturing team they were like because I called them and I was like when is the stock arriving I don't want people to wait like mm-hmm. if it's not coming for another couple of weeks I'll just say sold out yeah and he's like no we've got your shipment coming tomorrow but then we've already got a batch run in the pipeline for you so don't stop like it's mm-hmm. all, we've got your back like they'll everything oh. will be there and done in the next couple of days so if it wasn't for them like I don't know what would have happened but then it was literally friends and family on rotation coming to help me pack and yeah. <laughs> from that moment it just didn't stop and I outsourced to a 3PL yeah and then we got too big for the 3PL they couldn't come they, they couldn't keep up we had like almost 3,000 orders in arrears that we didn't know about so that's like the challenges which we'll get oh to my later gosh. <laughs> that was my like heart anxiety, anxiety through the roof. Um, and literally I remember getting an invoice from them and they hadn't fulfilled at that point where we realised orders were going out, customers were, you know, because we have trust in 3PL, like in this 3PL of that course. we thought they would be getting our orders out and we'll be getting emails, haven't received my order, it's been a couple of weeks and we're mm. like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? And then um, we contacted them and they said that we th- they don't have enough staff to sustain the growth and then they sent me an invoice and I nearly died and I just said to my partner, this is what it is. He's like, I'm giving you a week to get everything because we had a factory but I was mm. just too – like we had just got our first factory. We had an office upstairs but we weren't utilising the factory for mm. dispatch, only for storage. And he's like, I'm giving you one week to get everything out of that 3PL, get it into the factory, hire who you need just get it done. Like he was like the accountability. Mm. So me and Georgia were like, holy, holy shit. Let's, okay, <laughs> let's, where do we start? And at the time that was when COVID was like really hitting. And, you know, we were so fortunate at the time that there was family members and her and Georgia's family members that were looking for work. And I was like, absolutely like all hands on deck. There was like, I think six of us. And then me and Georgia were coming in at 7am, not leaving till 9pm mm-hmm. just so we could get the pa- parcels done the order's done and that was like really the defining moment. Like I was just like, 
whoa, like we've gone from packing, well, I've gone from packing in my living room, yeah. on my, well, my mum's living room because mm-hmm. I was at my mum's at the time, yeah. um, to then our first factory, bringing it all in-house, which was extremely stressful but needed to happen. And from there, we were able to improve our processes. Quality assurance was better than ever. Mm-hmm. Timelines were shortened. Our customers were getting products in record time and it was amazing for everyone. And we were saving costs as well. So it just all kind of worked out. But I guess you have to go through these things to learn and grow from the experience. There's there's a lot of hurdles in that story. I'm sorry, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of times there that you'd be like is this really, should I be doing this? Did you, in those early days, and I guess even working with a manufacturer, to develop a skincare product, like you said, multiple years, it's very different. And I always in food would think next business, I'm going to make cushion covers or artwork. Not artwork's a bad example because that's very creative. I'm going (laughs) to just make like plain cushion covers, like Mm -hmm. something that is just like no one can have an allergic reaction to and all of that. So in those early days, let's say from like, when you kind of launched or when you were developing until until this peak, we have to move everything back into our factory time. Did you have any manufacturing challenges or or was it quite easy for you to go into a manufacturer? No, for sure. So when I started out, I actually found a manufacturer in Sydney. Yeah. And so I went to go see them. Like obviously there's like a vetting process. Mm -hmm. If they can service you, if you can service them. I think back in the day, the MOQs weren't as high as what they are now for Mm -hmm. for startup businesses Mm -hmm. wanting to get into the space because as we see everything around us in the economy, prices are going up on almost everything. So um, that's just a reality through raw materials and shipping at the moment. So in order to service that, manufacturers, MOQs go up. But yeah, at the time, like there was all these things like interviews and once we committed to them, we start the process and that was maybe about eight months, almost a year with working with them. And with the product, it just every time we had spoken, every time there was a sample that came through, it just wasn't getting it to where I needed it to be. Like I just, every time I applied, I was like, I like the concept. I like the scent. I like the, you know, elements, but I like the ingredients, but just the consistency is not right. Or, you know, I want, I expected a better result Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. So I was constantly like pushing back on them and I was saying, it's not good enough. Like, you know, and it just got to a point where I feel like they just couldn't get it to where I needed it to be. And Mm -hmm. I literally, after eight months of all this investment, all the time, all the energy, I literally called my fiancé and I said, Jake, I'm taking it back. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm going back to the drawing board. I'm going back to all my contacts, going back to all my research. I will call until my throat breaks and (laughs) I will email until my fingers bleed. But I don't think these guys are the right fit for us long term and I need to call it now or else we're in big trouble. And he's like, okay, no worries. Um, do what you got to do. And then, literally, for two days straight, I was emailing, I was calling, and having multiple chats with multiple people. And then, finally, I got a hold of my now manufacturer. <laughs> and no joke, I spoke to them for two hours on the phone, and wow. they weren't obligated to do that. You know, they were hearing me out. But I didn't have to go. Like, they didn't think they got an instant client. Like, they mm-hmm. literally invested their time and reassurance in me. And I was like, I need to meet you guys in person. So I met them and it was an amazing meeting and I told them about my experience and they just were so willing to help. And from there, you know, they actually said to me, um, take the day, take the week, however long, no, 
you know, obligation. Mm-hmm. We're just here if you if mm-hmm. and I said and I literally was like, No, I don't need I don't need time to think about it. Like I I, I know yeah. and for them to even say that was really big. But I was just like, No, I feel it in my gut that these guys have our best interest yeah. and want to see us succeed. And still to this day, we have the most beautiful relationship. Like I challenge them that they challenge me on what works, what doesn't work. Cause I'm all about pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they could be like, Priscilla, you are literally <laughs> pushing it to the brink. And I'm like, it's for my customers. I'm giving them the best. Like we don't stop until it is amazing. I will never settle whether that's packaging whether that's formula, whether that's experience, customer service, whatever it means. Mm -hmm. Like for me, people are investing in the brand and they deserve the best. So that's how I've always been and and I will forever be that way. Um, So, yes, there was lots of tricky times with loss of money, loss of time, defeat, being like I've spent nearly a year with these guys. And But sometimes, as they say, when one door closes – another door will open but for the better like you'll be in a brighter room like it'll just be a better thing that happens and you know because in the moment it's tough you think how am I gonna how am I gonna fix this or am I gonna find someone better and I've got you know all this money already invested so that was tricky but I'm grateful that I stayed the course and I didn't give up and Mm. it really business truly builds resilience and I think I also built a little bit bit of resilience being in the corporate space because if you can handle corporate and, you know, playing with sharks, you're good. But (laughs) it's a whole different world. It's just adaptability is key. There's such a lesson in that story around manufacturing and I think I went through three or four manufacturers back in the food days. If you can get your manufacturer right, from kind of your start and your launch, it's going to pay dividends to your business mm-hmm. because if there's the people you can have open conversations with and people who'll be open with you back, like you just said, when they know you're really pushing it, if you've got a manufacturer that's going to just do everything you say, you, you, part of why you've got them as well is their expertise. Definitely. So if it's not going to work, you want them to be able to tell you rather than them just make money off your order and then you've got unsatisfied customers, right? Yeah, and I think values and alignment is key. Mm. I wanted someone that also shared the same values and alignments of what I believed in as well. Mm. And, you know, I'm just really grateful that our manufacturer really prioritises natural, you know, Australian ingredients and, you know, natural skincare. Mm -hmm. And I know they do a bunch of other stuff, but really being ethical in their approach is like a big tick for me. Um, But also, yeah, they're really honest. I'm really honest back. Like we have great, amazing conversations, Mm. even if it's not about new product developments, it could just be about the industry or, you know, anything like they – just an additional support to my business and I'm Mm. forever grateful and yeah we have a lot of mutual respect for each other so I think that's super important. That's a good relationship to have I think with a manufacturer. One hurdle and we kind of you touched on this with MOQs um, which is minimum order quantities for manufacturing is funding it. Mm -hmm. Were you using your like I, I was number one customer of Bank of Dad and then also my day job money as well. How are you funding it to get started? Because I think that's such a hurdle for people. Absolutely. So I think I mentioned earlier, um, me and my partner were saving saving. for a house Mm -hmm. for four years. So you can imagine what a house deposit looks like and putting all of that money into the business. So that pretty much got us to the point of launch. And Mm -hmm. then 
a tiny little bit of reserve that we'd hope get us through to a bit of marketing, but it was all product seeding. It was anything we could just give at the time and then hope that we would start to see, you know, some sort of momentum Mm -hmm. and all of that went straight back into the business till this day. Like everything just goes straight back into the business for the greater good of the future of Bang & Body and what that looks like. And I truly believe if you wanting to start a business for money, mm. you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Oh, that comes, you can make so much more money not having business. That comes last, you yeah. know. So your purpose and the passion and the why needs to come first because that's what's going to get you out of bed when everything around you is literally falling to pieces. Um, so, yeah, so I guess at the start, definitely our, our savings was how we could start the business mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. fund not only – the brand identity, but also the MOQs, the formula developments, like Mm. that's all additional costs. Mm. So there was a lot involved and I guess being smart with your money and budgeting as much as you can um, is is an essential part of starting your business for sure. Absolutely. And I'm the same. My husband and I, he's also um, owns a company and we put the house on the back burner to kind of be able to fund what we want to do. And sometimes- if you believe in it enough and you're on the same page with your partner, then it's, it is a realistic and it's oh, a good way sure. to do it rather than taking on debt straight away. Oh, I don't, avoid it. I truly don't recommend that. If you can do it on your own yeah. or if you have family support or there's other ways mm-hmm. to find an option to get it done. But I always say to people, even if you have this underlying drive, mm-hmm. Go find customers for that drive while Mm -hmm. you're waiting to save money. Mm -hmm. You know, find your market, you know, start asking questions, be curious, build a community. There's so many other things. Be creative, create a Pinterest board. Like even to this day, I create Pinterest boards for future campaigns and opportunities moving forward. I love getting my creative outlet, you know, kind of out. Mm -hmm. And then also it fuels the inspiration within you, even if you don't have the means to actually start but you can start in other ways you can conceptualize a brand name you can conceptualize Mm -hmm. colors you can there's so many other areas you can start before you actually have the funds to do it um but I think getting into debt early is scary because you will always think about paying that debt back Mm -hmm. you won't be thinking about the customers and the purpose or your passions as a first priority you'll be thinking about oh we just need to make money to pay this off yeah so I guess each their own but I guess that would be my the yeah. my journey and yeah. what I, yeah. what I no, probably I, believe. But I do agree with you. Yeah. I did the – I took on debt as well once things started scaling and that's kind of where I ended up getting into trouble, which is a further episode to come, I promise. So once you've launched the product, your first sale, do you remember your first sale? Oh, my goodness. I think I remember my first 10 because I think it was like um, when I kind of just pressed – live and then 10 kind of came through at once and that's when I was like holy hell did you freak out I did I was so grateful to these Mm -hmm. humans that were the very first people to invest in Bang & Body and invest in my invest in me and my journey you know I was so like I remember I would be packing the orders and thanking their names like thank you Jen or thank you Kimberly or thank you like I would and my family would just be smiling at me looking at me like obviously trying to help but they would just giggle and be like they can't hear you I'm like yeah but I'm putting it out there like that's just my way of showing my appreciation and still to this day like I'm so appreciative of every comment on Mm. social media every message every purchase every feedback Mm -hmm. like just anyone who takes time out of their day to invest in the brand even if it's for a second Mm -hmm. um it's greatly appreciated because yeah it honestly takes all of you to 
put things on the line and for the greater good of others. And I've always just wanted to help people genuinely and know that I've found, I've also found freedom within myself and Mm -hmm. curing my skin because it was really troublesome and I couldn't fight. I was like fighting against my self-love. You know, people like say, just love who you are, embrace Mm -hmm. who you are. Mm -hmm. And I tried, I really, really tried, but sometimes you just need a little bit of extra help to kind of kickstart it. And Bang and Body was that for me. And I know from stories I've read and reviews and just interactions, people have said that that's that's what it was for them. Like they can now, you know, live full lives knowing that they don't have to worry about something that was so mentally Mm. crippling for so many years. Mm, And for females, well, I guess I can only speak from a female experience, it can be so crippling. I had really bad acne when I was younger and it's part of every interaction, isn't it? You're so aware of it. So how nice to be able to be part of a journey that makes people feel more confident. For sure. I think that's really what keeps us going, like yep. seeing, hearing the stories. And we actually just did a our first customer photo shoot, which was, oh, it makes me emotional now <laughs> because it's just, it was so beautiful. I had never met these beautiful women before and they were coming to be a part of Bang & Body and our third birthday, mm-hmm. you know, shoot and just listening to their organic and real journeys of why they started using Bang & Body mm-hmm. and how it's really changed their lives. Mm. I My heart was so full the whole day and I was so emotional the whole day and the way that they just hugged me and I've never met them before yeah. was like I was a relative. Yeah. But it was because they truly wanted to thank me with every part of their body mm-hmm. just to say thank you for setting me free from my mind. Yeah. And, you know, some of the girls were just – so like all of them were really real and raw with their stories but you know a few of them were just like words that like you know you've changed my life and thank you for freeing me of my eczema like just Mm -hmm. things that you know were really struggling mentally for them and mental health is such a big thing that we need to prioritize and Mm -hmm. To know that we're not only helping them from the outside but from a mental standpoint we are too so that was really beautiful yeah. Oh, that that is emotional, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I was crying all day that day, oh, and it was, I will so never nice. forget it. When times get tough, I will always remember that day. Yeah. And I thank the, every single one of them. They're a true part of Bang and Body and what we believe in, and they're the reasons why we work so hard and we yeah. give all of ourselves. Oh, that is such a nice memory to be able to keep and have that to look back on. I want to talk about the brand awareness you have. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about how it's only a few years old and everyone knows who you guys are. Like, so congratulations <laughs> on <you>. that. <laughs> what do you think has been, for other businesses who are looking to kind of develop their own brand awareness, what was successful? I know I really like the tip. Um, actually, that's one thing I want to say. Excuse me while I go on a quick tangent. Mm-hmm. How you were talking about getting in on Instagram in those, we all know those glory days of Instagram, right? But then what you said was really important about that's where TikTok is now. And I've heard people say, oh, it's so hard to build an Instagram following now. If only I had have started doing that X years ago. That's We're in that period now, but with TikTok. Absolutely. Right? Like, so people shouldn't feel like they're missing out on those Instagram heydays because the heydays of TikTok are here and you've got to get 100%. on it. This is me with one video. But, you know. <laughs> I think I'll give a good example. So yes. we started Instagram in its infancy where it was really like, I guess, hot topic mm-hmm. and as I said, I was growing an Instagram following quite rapidly, quite easily. It was amazing. However, that was our priority for so many years until all of a sudden it switched to TikTok mm-hmm. and we've shifted gears. But again, we didn't really start 
at the infancy of TikTok, mm-hmm. maybe a few months later. So mm-hmm. now we're starting to build it up. But there are probably there are so many other brands who are smaller than us on Instagram, mm-hmm. but I've got hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, don't let that defeat you with Instagram because mm-hmm. TikTok or any other platform that might pop up in the future, there are so many opportunities where people are shifting their kind of visions and I guess where they're going for content mm-hmm. and shifting their energy and what they're looking for. So for us, like, you know, TikTok now, it's and also to the messaging and what people are wanting from pla- those platforms are really different. Mm-hmm. So I guess with Instagram, it was more of like a visually pleasing type of platform mm-hmm. and a image picture sharing, mm-hmm. I guess, app. Now it's trying to become more, more video focused mm-hmm. to go up against TikTok. But TikTok's really raw and authentic and you can literally put up yourself in trackies and talking and get millions of views. So that's actually better than focusing on Instagram because Instagram was really curated. And, you know, for us, we focus on, you know, beautiful content and it sets a, it sets a standard of our brand, Mm -hmm. you know, quality and Mm -hmm. sustainability and the values that we bring. But Mm -hmm. then with TikTok, it shows our real and authentic side, like our behind the scenes, you Mm -hmm. know, us at photo shoots and, you know, ways to use the product, you know, at home. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's just, different ways of consuming content and that's why it's even more of an opportunity now because you've got multiple platforms Mm -hmm. you don't just have Instagram are there any other types of marketing you're using at the moment that you think could be effective for other small businesses I definitely think you know for us starting out especially like word of mouth and building your community is a must yeah because they're the ones that are going to be the advocates for your brand Mm. and so for us when we were gifting to micro influencers they genuinely became customers mm-hmm. so then they were telling their friends and their family members and then when we started working with micro inf- uh, macro influencers sorry um again they were all authentic with people trying the product investing themselves loving it and then wanting to share it with their following mm-hmm. we weren't about just throwing money for people just to post to their followers if they didn't genuinely love it yeah. and still to this day we don't do that mm-hmm. um i think there's been a bit of a shift with macro influencers at the moment i think definitely being quite authentic and customer driven is the way of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, customers are becoming more savvy and transparent, wanting transparency Agreed. and authenticity. And I kind of love that. That's what we're all about. And I think it's a really amazing opportunity to really speak to the customer as if you were the customer. Yeah. And I've always seen, that's how I've always seen the brand, like myself. Mm-hmm. If we're putting something out there as a consumer, if I'm looking at it, would I buy it if it looked like that or if it sounded like that or if someone said those phrases? Like Mm -hmm. how does it resonate with me and my values? So I definitely think social media, building a community is a must. Definitely word of mouth and, you know, establishing your why and your brand values is Mm -hmm. another way to continue the awareness. Mm -hmm. What you stand for is going to enhance the brand more than trying to get abundance of TikTok views or Instagram likes. People need to know who you are, what your offering is and how it truly aligns with their values. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like that kind of point. It's almost about when you're making your content, it's not about what you want to tell your customer. It's about what your customers want to hear. Right. Changing, like flipping the dialogue. Right. Totally. And that's something that's forever evolving. So, Mm. you know, at the end of the day, your authenticity will shine through Mm -hmm. and knowing your why and your purpose of what you're doing that's what's going to be the main focus of your brand when people think of you. So when they think of Bang & Body, they think of a sustainably focused, multifaceted, mm-hmm. innovative brand that's solution focused for our customers. 
and it's super purposeful. So, you know, if it's another brand, what do you want people to think from that perspective? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, yeah, establishing who you are and your values and also knowing that, you know, it's okay to also focus on a certain customer first and then it could spread to Mm -hmm. more of an audience as well. Yeah. Now, the F word, Forbes. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. How did that feel? It's still so surreal, to be honest. When I got that email, because I don't even know how it happened, Um, apparently nominations and then it goes through a full vetting process with A-list people in entrepreneurship and celebrities. I don't know. It was like a full thing. And so when I received the email that I was an honorary for e-commerce, it was just I was in shock, to be honest, not Mm -hmm. because I feel like I I didn't start the business for that. That was an amazing achievement for validation that Mm -hmm. we were being seen for what we were doing as a brand Mm -hmm. and that we were doing amazing things for others. Mm -hmm. And I guess it was more of just an accomplishment and, yeah, an achievement for my team as well. Like Mm -hmm. all of our hard work as a whole for every person that's had a part in Bang & Body, Mm -hmm. it's for them. And I'm really – yeah, I'm really honoured that we were recognised in that way and it's amazing to be a part of those incredible people that are also honoraries as well. So, yeah, still so surreal. I actually don't really think about it until someone mentions it to me and then I'm like, wow, okay, all over again, the surreal shock comes through. Um, But, yeah, just really nice to be recognised for what we're doing and it gives us the validation that, you know, we're on – the right trajectory and to ensure that we continue servicing our customers in the best way. Absolutely. Um, the first episode of this season, Amal Wakim from Equolution was on yeah, there as amazing. well. And she said herself, she was like, I didn't know. I got a DM. Oh. Someone saying congratulations for on the Forbes 30U30. And she was like, I don't even know what this means. Oh my I could just imagine, imagine you're at home, you're watching Netflix, you're in your trackies, you're eating some ice cream, and there's all these people like in the US reviewing your brand. Oh, and all it's of that. Actually, Isn't that crazy to it's think actually about? actually wild. Like, yeah, when I got that email, I was literally in my office and amongst all my other emails that I was replying to, I kind of yeah. just clicked onto it and like started reading and I was like, hang on and it was like Forbes 30 under 30 in like red big letters so you couldn't miss it but I was just kind of like looking at the email and like my heart kind of stopped for a second and I was and then Georgia walked in she's like you're right I'm like "Ah, come over here and have a look and she was like jumping up and down and she was screaming and she was just oh she's just the most beautiful soul like she's so energized and she's like you should be so proud like this is incredible Mm -hmm. but I was just so like oh my god is this really happening like because you just don't know like did you kind of think it was fake well, because it was just like a basic email, yeah. I was like looking at it, I was like, oh, is this real? But then it had like their full signature. Yeah, so did you like, look at the email address? at the bottom, it was like <laughs> legit. I was like, okay, they've got like an office and like a, they've got all their signature logos and all of their, you know, links to everything. So I was like, wow, okay, this is legit. Imagine if they just need to have a sentence at the end going, yes, this is real. real. Stop trying to check. Here's the link yeah. to the actual Forbes list. <laughs> Literally. So. So on that I don't, we really don't usually talk about financials, but I'm just going to bring up one because it is publicly listed. It notes your sales revenue as over $8 million in the first two years of business. That is insane. <laughs> what do you think is 
Do you think there's anything you can pinpoint that you guys are doing differently that has just really helped with growing at such a quick pace? Because that first off, that's a great number in general, mm-hmm. but in two years from launch, that's insane. So do you think there's anything in particular you're doing that you think, you know what, it's this? I think there's multiple aspects to how that number came about. Yeah. Um, it's honestly like I – because I said at the beginning, like for me, the money side of things, that shouldn't be, as I said, starting a business to make more money. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason why you should mm-hmm. get into business. So for me, focusing on truly the customer and also the needs of what I was suffering with and the purpose r- around the brand, mm-hmm. I feel like that cemented the why so strongly that we could build off that. And we were really focused on what we were doing and not mm-hmm. looking at anyone else for comparison or inspiration. And I feel like as well, standing in your own lane and focusing on what you're doing and your purpose, that speaks like to the masses. That's mm-hmm. amazing because mm-hmm. they also don't really have anything to reference being like, oh, that looks like, eh. so it just dilutes it. Mm. You know, our bright yellow tubes. Mm-hmm. That obviously was very new in the beauty yes. space back in the day mm-hmm. where white packaging was the norm, pastel yep. pink, you know, the um, – The millennial, millennial, millennial pink. Ma- millennial yeah. pink was <laughs> – yep. that, was, that was it. That was yeah. the colour of choice. So for me, completely going rogue with this bright yellow fun tube, I think that also captured a lot of people's attention. Mm-hmm. And from that as well, having a – you know, a product that was completely multifaceted, mm-hmm. Australian made, it's all made in Melbourne, Australian ingredients, fu- fully sustainable, was also not a thing back then. Yeah. Sustainability wasn't a main focus for people mm-hmm. back then. Now it's becoming even more focused. And it's interesting because we've already cemented our values that mm-hmm. now we're just expanding on them. We're not having to go back to the drawing board and reinvent ourselves because mm-hmm. of what the trends are. Like they're our core beliefs. So, yeah, I think there was a lot of multiple aspects. And then ideally the community that we built, mm-hmm. the first purchases, the before and afters, that was just the starting point of Banger Body. That was just these people wanted to share their results in the hopes to help others. Mm. And from there it just was like a domino effect. It yeah. just kept going and going and going from people learning about the brand, people trying the product, sharing their before and afters, and then investing themselves into the brand and the values because they already love the product. So Mm -hmm. it was just an extension of that as well. You guys really have kind of, I'm drawing a triangle with my hand right now, the trifecta of like the sustainability, so that feel-good piece, the really strong brand identity, and then product efficacy. Like it actually works. Works, You can't have those other two. I'm making a lot of hand gestures. I don't know (laughs) if I can see it. But you can't have those other two without a product that works. Correct. Because then you're not going to get repeat purchase. And that's the biggest thing in today's market. Repeat purchases is what will break or make your business. Mm -hmm. Like our repeat purchase, like I'm so grateful that we are able to help so many people with their skin. And it was actually quite interesting. We did like a little bit of a survey Mm -hmm. and every time we do like, you know, Q&As or polls or anything like that, um, multiple times actually we get responses that, you know, we've asked, um, you know, if you could take one product, you know, on a desert – well, deserted island or in the desert, (laughs) what would you take? And everyone says the firming lotion. Um, It does everything that you need. It would even heal, you know, cuts or bruises Mm -hmm. or anything you have. So 
I think that kind of stands on its own, that mm-hmm. it is a product that offers so much and adds so much value into people's lives. And you could literally have one product that does so many things rather than so many products mm-hmm. that equivalent to expenses mm-hmm. and waste and mm-hmm. other things when, mm-hmm. you know, you might not be always doing the right thing for your skin. So, um, and then another thing came through where, you know, it was the two things that I, someone would never compromise is bang and body and their phone bill. Like if they had to pay, <laughs> if they literally had to, like if they were in the shit and they literally said, if there was two things, it would be paying my phone bill because I need to be connected yep. and then bang and body. Yep. And I just giggled. I was like, that is actually quite amazing that they would think that way if we're so high on the priority list mm-hmm. of life. And that's what it's all about. You know, we're building rapport on a deeper level, yep. you know, Brand and product efficacy and delivery and results, non-negotiable. Like that should Mm -hmm. just happen. Inevitable, that should just happen. Um, But it's building a brand that people trust, want to be a part of, sense of belonging, sense of inclusivity and community. Yes. That I think that also stands us apart from probably many other, maybe Mm -hmm. bigger businesses that lose that kind of touch with their customers. Yeah. That happens when businesses grow and there's more and more people involved. It becomes... It goes more corporate, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. then that, but they lose that touch. Let's talk about e-commerce. So you launched e-commerce and that was a big part of your strategy. Now Mecca. Yes. What made you want to kind of step into that side of sales? Of Okay, I know, I know the answer because it's Mecca. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but tell me a bit about how that came about and, and the decision to move in that kind of direction. I feel like with Bang & Body, we're very – experienced base. So when people look at our tube or feel the product Mm -hmm. or have the sensory experience of the smell of our products, it's all part of that initial experience with the brand. And I feel like for me, I always wanted the brand to be accessible Mm -hmm. and also to have a deeper meaning for an experience. And you could only really have that through more you know, I guess retail doors um, where people can actually go in, feel the product, smell it, indulge in it. And yeah, the accessibility side as well to be able to go into a shopping center and pick up Bang & Body off the shelf if you're running low Mm. is going to be more um, efficient than waiting for it to come in the mail. Mm. So I think Mecca, being Mecca, which is amazing, but for us, it's again about the alignment, you know, at the time that we were looking at brick and mortar, there were a few players that mm-hmm. we were looking at and had reached out to us and wanted to work with us. Yeah. But we just felt, you know, our customers are the Mecca girl and, mm-hmm. you know, we know as well that diverse shopping and going in and picking up, you know, a lipstick, a fave lipstick with Banger Body and it's all mm-hmm. about the experience, I think, you know, added an extra layer yeah. to it as well. Um, and, yeah, now that we're indoors, it's really amazing. We pretty much sold out in less than a week in wow. store, which was crazy because on our initial online launch, we sold out in eight hours of three months' worth of stock in Mecca. That was forecasted. Oh, my gosh. So to know that the in-store demand is there considering – I guess, you know, COVID, once yeah, that hit, we're all exactly. online, doors are now opening so that people are longing for that human connection mm. and that ultimate experience with brands and products. So, yeah. yeah, I feel like, you know, for them to have that experience through Mecca is really amazing mm. and I'm just really happy that we're, I guess, there's another layer to bang a body on that more of an experience level. I like how thoughtful that decision is. It's not just, oh, we'll just go in everywhere we can. No, we're very exclusive, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be in every brick and mortar door, Mm -hmm. in every, you know, that's not who we are. I feel like the accessibility layer 
is like lightly where it's enough for people to access like have the accessibility of mm-hmm, the brand mm-hmm. but then also it still feels really authentic mm-hmm. and people are like oh that makes sense that you know they're aligned with mecca or that makes sense that they're doing this yeah. you know because it goes with what we stand for and then you can also make sure control to an extent the experience customers are having with your brand Correct. which obviously is very very important to your, your brand we've touched on some highs and lows in general in talking but if we had to look at through the whole entrepreneurial journey your highest high and your lowest low. We're going to start with lowest low because it's like a bit depressing and then we'll like make everyone happy afterwards. Tell me about your lowest low you think in the last oh, few years with the well, business. I think there's probably been a few in terms of I guess lowest low, like there's been just lows. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's been a lowest low, but I think one aspect of low like that we had I shared before about the whole 3PL mm-hmm. and, you know, the whole arrears thing, like yeah. that was an extremely stressful time because customers getting what they had ordered was at the top priority list. Yes. And at that time, the 3PL weren't servicing the needs of our customers and us. Mm-hmm. So that was a really challenging time to bring everything in-house, navigate all that. Yeah. So I guess that was something that we came out the other end and I'm really proud of what we did. But when we were in it, it was quite stressful. Of course, because how do you build your brand when you're all you're doing all day every day is packing bloody Australia Post satchels? Yeah. Like you can't do the other work you need to do if that's all your whole day is. Correct. And so, yeah, getting that resolved and then improving on our fulfilment yeah. um, was really amazing to see. And then customers were getting their product in record time and it just we just grew from there. People were sharing how fast things were coming in and it was great. Amazing. Um, and then I think probably another one where it's quite scary and not many people talk about is scaling because you get to a point where the natural progression is to grow and the business is forcing you there. Mm-hmm. But then being mindful of your spend and your output for then what that happens because it's like it's like a slingshot you kind of have to go back to then go forward right with scaling Mm. and I guess not many people talk about that and knowing that you have to plan also for that scalability even though it could happen organically Mm -hmm. and so that kind of happened I guess in 2020 where things I call it the alien year it's a year that we never thought we would have (laughs) and a year that we'll never have again so Mm -hmm. that year was just insane I'm very grateful for that year Um, But also there was a lot of lessons in that year as well. And then going into 2020, we bought a lot in-house. We just found that, you know, as you grow and that was our pinnacle and our turning point that I guess what was servicing us once before was no longer servicing us. And so bringing that in-house was also a big decision. Mm. Um, And I guess navigating all of that was something that was quite challenging but now coming out of it it was the best decision I could have ever made so I think you know things that look a bit scary things that require more planning Mm -hmm. I think is important but know that things will always work out and Mm -hmm. you might not know it in the moment and trust me at the time I was like should we be doing this like (laughs) this is quite scary but I just had faith that it needed to happen mm. for the continued growth of Banger Body and to ensure that we're protecting it as well. Um, and, yeah, and it's been the best decision I could have ever made and it's just one of those things where, yeah, I feel like it's never spoken about and yeah. people just think, oh, scaling is great and it is great because your business mm. is growing but you also need to plan for that, whether that's financials, whether that's resources, mm. whether that's, you know, new products, like whatever that looks like from a scaling perspective but it's a lot upfront before you get as you scale. I really like that analogy of being like a slingshot. Like you've got to kind of go back to go forward because I guess you see it 
everywhere you see X brand signs X million dollar deal and blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, oh my God, they've made it. But there's a lot of work that goes into and a lot of, I guess, stress and, and anxiety, I'm sure. Did you have advisors to help you through that process? How do you navigate that? Yeah, I actually didn't and I still don't. I don't have like mentors or anything like that in particular, but I do do a lot of reading and I do talk to, you know, different Mm -hmm. people in business um, and listen to podcasts. So I'm constantly researching and Mm -hmm. finding my own sense of, you know, information. Yeah. Um, But then as well, I'm really lucky to have an amazing support group that also have businesses that we Mm -hmm. can share our wins and we can communicate the hard times. And so we're kind of all helping each other. Um, But I think navigating that, you know, and like why you said about people and brands signing X deals and, you know, for us, you know, we're a fully self-funded business. So till this day, we don't have any investors or anything like that. So for us, navigating the growth of Bang & Body solely on your own with Mm. really not any expertise, um, you know, it's quite interesting. Like you really have to back yourself in decisions. And, you know, I'm quite a big planner and I kind of think of, you know, you can hope for the best plan for the worst. Like I think that was the best um, advice I once got when I was younger and I kind of stuck to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also within your means as well. I think, you know, scaling is exciting. So you can expect to spend more than probably what you should. Mm-hmm. And there are times where, all right, trust me, I've done that where you think, oh yeah, that's going to go to plan. And then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you learn from it, mm-hmm. but I guess it's all part of the growth and the learnings and what comes of it. Have you had a moment that you think Part of me wants to think it's the shoot you just did, but like that's been your highest high on this whole journey. Was it the shoot? That really was. That moment of, you know, because you read reviews, you look at before and afters, you connect people to people digitally Mm -hmm. and that's amazing. But meeting these beautiful souls in person and getting to know them on a deeper level and why they want to be a part of Bang & Body and the brand and their beautiful responses on what we stand for Mm -hmm. and our values and also the product changing their lives was the most beautiful experience I think I could ever have and will have again. Like I hope we can do more of those shoots because they were just truly what the business stands Mm -hmm. for and I want to be able to communicate further to many of our other customers as well. So that was really amazing. And I say this every time somebody answers, I say this, and everyone's going to know what I'm about to say. I always say no one ever answers that question with it's when I hit X sales or X revenue. It's always something emotional. Always. Yeah. As I have always said, like the money side of things, that's that helps you survive. That helps you grow within mm-hmm. your business. Yeah. And yes, I guess the capital that you have and the financial means that you have, you can offer more things mm-hmm. to more customers mm-hmm. in hopefully a positive way. Um, and that's something that how I see it. You yeah. know, I see that, you know, the more that we get, the more that we give. You know, we have aligned, you know, we aligned with NBCF for the second year. Amazing. Um, the first year we raised $20,000. This year we made just over 40000 That's National Breast Cancer Foundation. National Breast Cancer yep, Foundation. Just so people know. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> okay. um, and so for us, giving back is massive. Yeah. And, you know, investing in the business, growing our NPDs, yep. so all our new products, um, sustainability practices, how we further progress there. So it's all about going back to give back and that's something I've always truly believed in. Yeah, I love that. I like, yeah, when people, these answers, I can't even speak right now. I love those answers because it's it shows how emotionally invested and passionate you are about your business. It's not one of those like, and I'm not going to 
stereotype here, but it's not one of those like finance bros being like, yeah, when I hit $1 million a day, it's it's so much deeper than that. 100%. And small I feel business like, owners. And I really truly feel more business owners in this space are really like heartfelt and passionate yeah. and, you know, genuine people that, yeah. you know, want to do good. And I, I love seeing that too. Like I'm all about, you know, supporting and uplifting and looking and cheerleading people from the sidelines yeah. that are doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like doing more good in the world and giving more hope to others. It's just going to help us live in a better, you know, in a better world that we all share together. So and I was told that about you by a mutual friend, Aww. that that you're Thank very you. much about empowering females and small business owners and giving back and, and putting good out there into Absolutely. the community. 100%. So people are saying that about you behind Thank your back, you. which is lovely. That's really nice. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. So for listeners that are listening, um, if you could give people one piece of advice, I know there's, there's a lot and there's been a lot in this. This has been so amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you have one piece of advice that you think – you really want to communicate to people? Know your why and never waver from it from it because Amazing. that will help you persevere through everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel sometimes people try to adapt to other people's needs or they try to compare and change to mould into other things that people are doing. Mm-hmm. But knowing your why and never waving from it, you will find greater success, not just financially but also personally and within your communities and what you're giving out and yeah that will be your true positive impact in this world so I'm going to create a social media tile with that on it so (laughs) that is going to be for your episode promo because I love it I totally and completely wholeheartedly agree with that I think that's really really accurate okay and my favorite question to ask people knowing everything you know now and you couldn't change anything if you could go back to the start and do it again, would you do it again? 100%. Yeah. Seeing my customers smile, no matter what comes my way, that will always mm-hmm. make me continue on my journey. And yeah, if I had to blink and do it all over again, I think I would be much wiser, so that would help. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's all for the greater good. And I'm really blessed to be able to be doing this as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful to anyone who's ever invested in Bang & Body, whether it, as I said, is a like, comment on social media or it's a purchase or a share or recommendation, mm-hmm. it doesn't go unnoticed. It truly means the world to me and also helps us spread more love to others. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And if people want to get involved in your social media, where can they find you on the socials? So Instagram is bangin.body, Facebook Bang & Body, and then TikTok is Bang & Body as well. Mm-hmm. That's pretty straightforward. And yeah. we'll link everything in the show notes and through the social media. What a beautiful chat. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much for coming I could on. Talk to you all day. I know, I think we'll just press stop and keep talking. Thank oh, you so much. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Behind the Brand. Now, guys, if you love today's episode, I would love if you would leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. And for your time, I will send you a copy of a press release template that you can use in your small business straight away. So all you need to do is pop onto the Apple Podcasts app, leave a written review, take a screenshot, head over to Instagram and DM it to me over at at behindthebrand.podcast and I will email you your press release template. Sound like a good deal? Talk soon. Talk soon.